Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, selfish plug, if you haven't yet, uh, make sure you check out the interview with James Altucher. It is a long one, hour and 40 minutes. I'm sure Daniel has not even listened to it yet. An hour and 40 minutes? No, I have not. (laughs) Have you listened to 20 minutes of it? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's a great interview. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. It was fascinating because James kept, and this is true to his personality and, you know, his style is he basically kept saying, well, what if you just didn't pay him? You know, he's talking about debt, student loans, your mortgage. You know, what if what if you just walk away, just stop paying him? Forget it. I'm out of here. Um, Move to Thailand while you're at it. Well, uh, that could be, you know, you cause some some legal, significant legal issues. Um, but it was interesting because the comment that I got from a lot of folks who listened wa- was, you know, it was interesting his 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 angles, but he, they were they were appreciative that we stayed kind of true to the message of, you no, know, you can work through these, you can you can you can follow a plan and you can work through this. It's not insurmountable, um, and and I would kind of I stick true to that. I mean, we, we, our second question today. Um, in in the podcast, the sec- next podcast that you'll hear, I guess, and the next one uh, is is the basics, you know, and we'll come back to that. But anyways, check that podcast out. You got to, uh, I don't know the episode number, but hit up the James Altucher show. We need to throw that on our stream. Anyways, we'll throw that on our stream as well. All right. Um, we've got a, uh, we've got an interesting question that I haven't heard in a while, but I, I used to hear this a lot. And as someone who was licensed to sell insurance, you heard that right, uh, licensed to sell insurance maybe 20 years ago now, um, I was instructed to pitch this a lot. Um, so we're going to talk about it. This question comes from Frank up in, uh, where's he at, Long Island? Long Island? Long Island people like to drink coffee, shop at the mall, walk their dog, and swim in the water. All right. Anyways, Frank, what's your question? What do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, guys. My name is Frankie. I'm from Long Island, New York. Love the show. Uh, I love the questions. Um, I, I'm a father of two, little girl, little boy. Just wanted to see if it makes sense to take out a whole life insurance policy for the kids uh, so they can maybe use it down the line, say, maybe to finance their first home or uh, to pay for college. Uh, any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks again for all that you do. Okay. Um, this is, well, let me just rehash. So, so, so what he's specifically asking, because it was quick, it's Frankie. What he asked was, what about using whole life insurance uh, as a savings mechanism for kids? Now, what, what that's referring to is, for those of you who are like, what is that? Um, whole life is an insurance policy that also builds up a cash value. And the cash value, in this particular instance, a traditional whole life insurance policy um, builds up a cash value and it gets an interest rate that is assigned by the insurance company. Traditionally, those interest rates have been really good, like in the 5 to 6% range. Now they're you know on par with the rest of the world, which is very, 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 very low. There's a kicker, and it's probably what this individual might be looking to sell you, which is... Um, has an investment component in it as well. 
And the investment component then would invest in, let's say, the S&P 500 or something along those lines and potentially, that's a key word, potentially get a greater rate of return. So historically, um, people would pitch these as another way to save for children for the future uh, for a variety of reasons, which we'll talk about again. Daniel, your thoughts. Yeah, and I guess for people who are listening and go, well, what is a cash value and why would you do that? Um, so traditional term policies last a term, and they have a steady premium that you pay throughout that term. Whole life, similar steady premium, uh, but it builds up a cash value because the premiums underlying that insurance policy naturally get more expensive over time as you get older, and so then it draws down that uh, that cash value over time. Uh, that wasn't the greatest explanation, but it's basically why you see a cash value there early on that gradually builds up, and then it declines later in life as you become more expensive to insure. So listen, I'm in the same boat uh, when I talk to our insurance guy from time to time, especially uh, after each kid is born and we add him, uh, add that kid to policies. He always says, you know, uh, here's a great life insurance product for the kids. You can, you know, build up a you know, whole life, uh, pay for it while they're young, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've never done it. Anytime I've run the numbers on it, it's always come back to, you know, if we just open up an account and save for the kids. And when I say save, I mean like invest in a you know diversified portfolio. Uh, for us, we're utilizing a target date fund, which invests in domestic equities, international equities, bonds, etc. Uh, so it's a well diversified portfolio that is going to grow over time uh, for the kids, and then we can you know uh, through giving strategies basically pass that on to them. You can utilize custodial accounts for that. If you're worried about education, you can use educational accounts. But anytime that we've really sat down and, and sort of run the projected returns on that versus any type of whole life product, it, the investing has typically just come out ahead. It also gives us the discretion that on a year-to-year basis, we can choose kind of how much to put into that, which just gives us a lot more flexibility because we don't know what the future looks like in any given year. So that's the strategy that we've consistently come back to uh, as far as our family goes. So... Again, I want to hit, Daniel and I were talking about this a little bit earlier prior to cutting the show, and we were, he just kind of said, why would, why would somebody even do this? That's how kind of unpopular, I guess, it's become. Uh, not, let's not call it unpopular. Atypical. Great, great, great word. Atypical. Not conforming to the normal type. Um, and I think that's due in part to two things. One, I think it's due in part to the decline in interest rates. Um, out there, making it less attractive from a secure investment standpoint. The second thing is, I think there's a there's more knowledge surrounding the math, and as people get more knowledgeable about the mathematics, it becomes one of these things where people say, well, "Okay, that doesn't. Why would I do that?" So I'm gonna I'm gonna address it from kind of the the angles that these individuals or this individual is sharing with you. Um, and, and that is the primary benefit is they're saying this is a way to grow money and then have your child remove that money plus the growth tax-free. Now, again, somebody's saying, well, how does that happen? Because this is an insurance policy, the, in, the tax laws are a little wonky. There's some benefit to that. Um, the benefit is is that when you remove cash value from a policy, you can do so through what's called a loan. And and because you're borrowing the money, uh, you are actually not surrendering the policy or closing the policy out. Therefore, 
a loan is considered tax-free. Now, the calculation is such, and what happens is they do these fancy illustrations to show you, look, it's going to grow to this amount. Uh, your child's going to be able to move this amount out. They'll still keep the insurance. So, by the way, let's say that they get older, they have a medical condition, they weren't able to get new insurance, now they have insurance. I'm telling you all the things that we were instructed to sell. I sold them. <laughs> so, I, I mean, 20 years ago, I sold these, all right? And you make a good commission, I'll tell you right now. You make like $100 billion. You make a lot of the first year premium. Uh, right into the pocket of the of the guy selling it, so it's it's a it's a beneficial product to sell. Um, but the the benefits they say, okay, well, so you're going to immediately have insurance on, uh, for the kid. So let's say they get older, they have a medical condition, they can't get insurance. Now they have some insurance. Um, you know, later on in life, you can turn the premium payments over to them, so they're going to be able to you know pay it and blah blah blah. But then the kicker, the real big quote-unquote benefit that they say is that, again, and they show you the illustration, is that as they get older, they're going to be able to withdraw this money tax-free. Now, there's a calculation, and, and I'll tell you, of, of people who come in with these policies, it becomes very cumbersome. And I know an insurance person is probably cringing going, it's not cumbersome at all. But I'll tell you, it, it, it's, it's, diff it's, it's not as easy as you think to, to borrow from it and and keep the policy in check. It's kind of like this, um, you know, annual maintenance thing, you know, in order to do it. Uh, and, and it just, again, it becomes kind of cumbersome. And if you don't do it correctly, the policy can lapse. And once it lapses, then ultimately all that money that you took out becomes taxable. Um, and oh, by the way, it's not taxable as long-term capital gains. It's taxable as ordinary income. That's a kicker in insurance. So, as someone who also has three young kids, uh, and as someone who has previously sold insurance, uh, I will tell you, Frank, that analyzing it uh, as I did and as Daniel does for his kids, and as we instruct anybody who's coming in, whether they're a client or just a general question, number one, what's the priority? Is it is it education-specific? Because if it's education-specific, there are specific vehicles out there that you can use in order to... Um, direct money towards education, 529s, uh, Coverdell ESAs, etc. So the, the, they have their positives and negatives. If it's this broad-based desire, as mine is for my children, meaning if they use it for education, great. If they don't use it for education, they want to build a house, great. If they want to learn how to you know, uh, start a business and they need that for seed capital someday, great. We used a traditional custodial account, which means I'm the custodian, they're the minor until they turn 18 in the state of Kentucky. At 18, it becomes theirs. And it is my job as the parent to make sure that it is uh, they are educated enough not to go out and sort of blow it one year trying to find themselves touring Europe, okay? Uh, that's a potential. Could potentially happen. I don't know. Now, what someone will tell you immediately is, okay, yeah, but what you've done is you've eliminated the tax benefits of that. All right. My child, my oldest child's 13. I can tell you he has never paid income tax, all right? So the bottom line is I have managed his money f well enough so that if he pays anything, it would be a long-term capital gains tax, which is basically going to be at, what, 10% is the lowest bracket, uh, which is minimal considering I try not to take long-term capital gains. Why? Because I, I invest with him inside long-term vehicles that are not going to kick off uh, capital gains uh, or even uh, some things I try to avoid are dividends. I know that sounds crazy, but I can buy things like, um, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, which owns 20% of Apple, 
and a lot of banks, but they don't pay a dividend. So I actually benefit from the, the tax savings there. Now, long-term, yes, when he decides to cash this money out and use it, he will pay long-term capital gains tax. But I, too, have done the calculation of the difference of growing the money that I have for him in a custodial account versus that in an insurance product. And I can tell you that my uh, stipulation, or my, my uh, pro forma, if you will, my calculations, uh, show it much, much better for him to be doing it in this manner. So I encourage you, run your numbers set your objective, and get all the information you can, and then make decisions accordingly. Um, I'm leery of it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, but you have to make your own decision. Anything else to add for Frank Daniel? Yeah, long-term capital gains under 40000 of income in this year is 0%. Boom. So. so that's why he's never paid even long-term capital gains tax. So there you go. Uh, there's other strategies you could utilize a Roth IRA, uh, you know, for your child in your name, you know, gifting the money to them, yada, yada. We can talk about that another day. That's a great question. Appreciate it. Really do. Uh, if you are new to the show, what Frank did is sent us a question on his smartphone. He sent it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. He will now receive a 50, no, $25, <laughs> <Whoa>. sorry, $25 <laughs> Amazon gift card for that question. So we really appreciate that. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.